Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here for Week 5 Review, Week 6 Picks, a two-for-one today uh, due to Dynamite David Travel. So we have to go two-for-one combining the recap, recap and review and our picks on a Wednesday this week. So uh, show. let's get into it. Yeah. Let's start out with week five. Uh, another interesting week. A handful of uh, upsets in there. Uh, a handful of teams uh, I, I think got exposed a little bit in uh, week five. And we just sort of, uh, we know a little bit more yep. uh, as these uh, weeks come by and by. Let's start out with the big game on Friday night. Iowa went to Maryland. Maryland was all hyped up and uh, then this game was pretty much over uh, quite quickly. Um, the only thing I could say is how confident Iowa was coming to this. They were passing the ball like crazy in the first half. And I don't think I've ever seen Iowa be that aggressive in the first half. So that pretty much told you what Iowa thought of this Maryland team. They didn't think they could score on them. They didn't think they could match up with them. So uh, definitely think, uh, you know, Iowa looks better and better. The offense seems to be coming around. Uh, Maryland sort of got exposed for oh, yeah. what they were. Uh, sort of a fraud. They go 4-1 and one now into Ohio State. Uh, what would you make of this game? Yeah, uh, definitely not the outcome that I thought it was going to be. I think I ended up placing a small bet on Iowa, uh, but I didn't think they were going to win by almost 40. Um, but just Maryland's defense. Was I don't think they had combined for 50 but, points all year long. Uh, like you said, game plan wise, I, I bet Maryland was caught off guard a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was, uh, this was, I not, was caught off guard. Yeah, not, this was not a typical mm -hmm. Iowa football, uh, which, you know, if you're a Hawkeyes fan, that kind of gives you hope. Um, mm -hmm. for the rest of this year because, hey, maybe this is going to be a little different. Maybe we can uh, – maybe this next coming week we can take down the big dogs because that's that's what's coming up. Yes, it is, definitely. So uh, Iowa continues to be in and around uh, their uh, top teams in yeah. college football so far this year. And then you got Maryland, who got a little bit exposed. We'll see how their season goes forward after a tough loss at home on uh, Friday night. Uh, next up, uh, another team that sort of got exposed a little yep. bit, uh, Alabama Old Miss. Everyone was hyping this game up. The uh, over-unders ended a ridiculous 80, and uh, one team came to play. The other team did not come to play, and uh, Alabama pretty much dominated this thing uh, from the outset in this one. Well, we both cashed in a good under. Yes, there. we uh, definitely did. And I just, you know, Alabama's defense really impressed me, uh, and and their offense was was great as well. But I think uh, a lot of their scoring came off of, you know, that big fourth down stop on that yes. first drive, I think, uh, really set the the tone of the whole game. Uh, just that guy coming out of nowhere just stopped the guy dead in his tracks. Uh, and Bama really could have kept this thing rolling. I thought they put on the brakes pretty early. Uh, so that over-under might have got a little bit closer because <laughs> Alabama could do pretty much what they wanted to do in this game. Uh, so I don't know if I was more surprised by – I actually was probably more surprised by Alabama's dominance than by Ole Miss. I think we got what we were expecting from Ole Miss. Yes. Uh, you know, crazy coaching decisions by Kiffin going for it all the time. Um, but their offense can still move the ball, and I, I don't think they need to get too bummed. And, and they need to uh, – they got another big game coming up this weekend, and uh, I think Ole Miss can bounce back. Yeah, you know, the thing with this is this is one of the reasons why I always – just dislike Kippen. He came into this game and he sort of built in his own excuse by going for it on fourth downs. He's, you know, he doesn't just want to play the game. There's always something in there. So, you know, oh, we went for it on all these fourth downs. If we had gotten them, we'd be in the game. And then you go, well, we didn't get them. So Bama scored on us. It's always just a built-in reason to lose these big time games, which he never seems to win. He has not won pretty much ever in his whole career, and yet he still keeps getting coaching jobs. I do respect his ability to set up an offensive game plan, but in this game, you yeah. saw it. If that offensive game plan comes in, doesn't work, I I've never seen his ability to just in-game to anything, and that's when you get all those, you know, fourth downs, or when he was at USC, he used to go for two points every time or down there. Kicking a 73-yard field goal. Kicking a 73-yard <laughs> field goal in an Oakland game. At least their kicker was uh, good in that one. You know, it it's just that sort of stuff that drives me a little bit nuts about him, and 
I do respect his ability to set up an offensive game plan, but I've never really liked how he is in-game coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, if you shut that uh, initial game plan down, he doesn't seem to have a plan B. He didn't have a plan B in this one. And uh, Alabama just sort of once again proves that uh, they are probably the best team in the country right now. I, I think you also saw it where I think that Florida game, you sort of see where I think they turned off in that yeah. in that first half at 21-3, and they thought this thing's washed, and then Florida did a little something different, got to them. But uh, this Alabama team looks really, really good uh, right now. Not probably quite as uh, NFL-dominant uh, players on the offensive side, but it's still an offense that can hurt you for sure. Yeah, I, I, I still think that the biggest difference in this Bama team from other teams is their defense. Yeah. Defense is just stacked, so – all right, we'll move on to the other team that's probably right there in the best. Uh, you know, I, we talked about it in our preview. Arkansas had to get out on top or it was going to be ugly. Yep. They did not get out on top. Uh, no. They got behind early and quickly, and then this pretty much thing was a, a wrap from there. It, it, you know, it, it, Arkansas sort of is what we thought they were. If they can get on top and impose their style of football, they become a difficult team to play. But if they get behind like in this – they don't have much, they can't go deep, uh, you know, off that play action because nobody cares if you're running the ball. Yeah. And uh, this Georgia defense, once again, looks really, really good in this game. Offense, solid, but uh, I, I'm still not totally sold on this offense right now. Yeah, this, talk about the game couldn't have gone uh, any worse for Arkansas. <laughs> I, this is just everything, you know, the early block punt um, just uh, – that, that one was the killer. That yeah. block punt – Puts him down. It's uh, not a team that's going to dig yeah. out of a hole. Um, so they, they, you know, now Georgia's offense, like you said, eh, but that defense, I, I think they're giving up single digit points per game. Yes. Uh, low single digit points per game, I believe. Uh, so we'll see how they do moving forward. Uh, they, uh, they still got uh, Florida left. Yes. And uh, LSU left too, I believe. Well, uh, I don't know if we're getting much offense from either so, of those um, two. Uh, but I think that's those are the two biggest games they've got left on their schedule. So Georgia looks like they could run the table and meet up, yeah. get, get to that big matchup against Alabama in the SEC championship game. So the only thing you sort of wonder is when Georgia is going to do something Georgia-like. And <laughs> yeah, when are they, they going to pull, you know, when's Kirby going to break blow out a, a, game. a Mark now, impression and blow a big game? Yes. Uh, my question is, you know, defensively they look really, really good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you, you start to sort of look at it a little bit and I don't think they've played a what we would consider a top 30 offense, no. uh, you know, all season long. And really, uh, every offense we've seen them play is probably 50 or below. I, you, you, Arkansas might have been the best offense that they have played this season. You got UAB, you got Vanderbilt, you got Clemson. You know, it, it's just how good is this defense? Or is it sort of they've played a lot of really bad offenses. Now you look at their schedule, there aren't really a lot of good yeah. offenses left to play. Uh, depending on how you want to consider Tennessee's offense after what we saw over the weekend, uh, I, I don't know if we'll be able to run straight down the middle of the field uh, without <laughs> anybody touching someone. But uh, what do you make of this Georgia defense here? And will they Georgia in this season? Uh I think if they will, it's going to be that Florida game. I, I honestly, I still think Florida's one of the better teams in the SEC. I think uh, they had a few bad breaks against Kentucky, uh, but I, I still like this Florida team. And I think offensively, they're more talented than Georgia. Uh, Georgia still can't make up their mind who I think they want Stetson Bennett to play quarterback, but JT Daniels is the, the big name. Uh, I don't know if they've made up their mind yet on that. He conveniently had some mysterious injury. Right well, every time I come on the radio and hear something, there's a new bodily <laughs> part of his so. anatomy that is hurt. I, you know, it's his shoulder. There was some weird nerve in his back. It's always something. So I think probably Stetson Bennett's probably the guy, yeah. uh, you know, going but forward. And still not very impressive. No. Offensively, I, so um if you if they get up against a team that can do anything against their defense i, th I think georgia could be in that's trouble. where I, i'm curious if they yeah. match up with one of those teams that can manage to get 
you know, 20 points on them. I don't think anybody we've seen so far yeah. is probably capable of getting 20 points on them unless you sort of concede to Arkansas giving 20 points, but they aren't even that type of offense. So uh, we'll see going forward if Georgia can uh, keep this up. Uh, you know, another big game, uh, semi-big game this week. We'll get into that later. We probably won't uh, go over that game because it was an atrocious game to watch in Auburn and LSU. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, we might be back on the uh, LSU horse this week, too. So uh, we're a glutton for punishment here. Uh, next up, uh, the Pac-12 officials uh, got a big win yeah. over the Oregon Ducks this week. Um, Stanford won in overtime, 31-24. You know, Oregon didn't blow them out. I, I don't think either spot this was going to be a blowout game. It was a very you know, difficult game to go into Stanford, win that one. Uh, but they did have the lead. And then, uh, I don't know, five straight calls went against them on Stanford's last drive, including a very dubious pass interference, uh, which I, I'm not even sure there was contact on and gave them an untied down. Uh, so Stanford could tie this game up. We won't mention the uh, uh, targeting call that got the best defensive end in the country and probably the number one pick in the draft thrown out. And now he's not going to play in the upcoming week. And then uh, another uh, roughing the passer penalty on there that uh, also was uh, quite dubious. I think they might have grazed chest on that one. So uh, what'd you make of this game? Yeah, I honestly, I, I had quit watching. It. Uh, yeah. Cause you came in well, and was like, I thought, <laughs> You Tough know, I watched it early. I thought I, I saw him come back. They took charge on the game. And I was like, oh, okay. So Oregon's got this. So I went and watched some other stuff. Ended up going to sleep. Didn't look <laughs> back at the score. Uh, very surprised. So I had to go back and watch a replay of this one. And I just saw the way it went down. And you think Pac-12 officials would want Oregon to stay undefeated. So a Pac-12 team still keeps their playoff hopes alive. But uh, yeah, that was that was some really ugly officiating at the end. And uh, it's, it's a shame because I thought this was a pretty solid Oregon team. who got a big win against Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I, I don't quite uh, throw Oregon out yet. You know, uh, one loss on the road in conference. They don't have any leeway now. But uh, they do probably have the biggest win so far on the season at Ohio State. Uh, so you give them a little credit there. I, I think you sort of look at this game with the sort of glasses that it was. And Oregon was probably the winner of this game. And the Pac-12 officials made sure this game went into overtime here. So, you know, I, I don't put them in yet. But I, I don't think we throw Oregon quite out the door just yet. All right. Uh, next up. Oklahoma, Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State couldn't quite yeah. get it done this time, but this game played out uh, rather similar to the other uh, two games. A little bit more scoring. Uh, Spencer Radler, uh, I will say, probably played his best game I'd seen yeah. uh, this season. Now, that being said, uh, there were a couple dropped interceptions that probably could have turned this. He did throw another interception, but uh, other than that, he was rather efficient. Uh, you know, uh, the only thing I could say is uh, Kansas State couldn't quite get that running game going. Uh, Vaughn, who had torn up Oklahoma the previous two years, couldn't quite uh, find yeah. enough room. So I will say the Oklahoma defense, at least the last uh, three or four weeks, has been up to at least some sort of standard here. Uh, so you got that going into the big Texas game. What did you make of this one? Yeah, another nail-biter for Oklahoma. They keep finding ways to win. 5-0 um, oh with a total margin of uh, 10 points. But they, they've yet to really impress me. Yeah. Uh, but they keep passing every test that the, the Big 12 can throw at them. Uh, biggest test coming up this next week. Uh, but I, I still think, um, you know, Rattler was efficient. Uh, but like you said, there was drop turnovers. He did have one interception. Yeah. Um, but I think they're just really leaning on this, this run game and, and, and really leaning on their defense. Uh, they just do just enough to, to keep them in the lead. You know, this was back and forth the whole way. It seemed like every time Kansas State scored, Oklahoma answered. Yeah. Uh, and, and Kansas State just couldn't quite get over the top. So another good game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to get Oklahoma credit. Yep. They're winning their games. They're, you know, they went on a hostile road environment and got another win. Um, so if they can get past this next week, uh, I, they, didn't, they don't have a whole lot left to get past. Yeah. Um, we probably won't. We aren't going to talk about the Texas TCU game, but uh, Texas did get past uh, TCU. Yep. Uh, got over a little bit of a bugaboo there. Uh, Good run, is, run game. Yeah. yeah. Who is your best team in the Big 12 right now? Is it Oklahoma? Is it Texas? Is it uh, 
Oklahoma State, who we also won't get into, but uh, won another one. So uh, I, I think resume, I think you've got to give it to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that big win over Boise going yep. on the road. And, you know, Boise's dropped three now, but I still think they've been the most tested. Yes. Uh, now we'll see who comes out of this. Boise game. also could have won every one of those games. This uh, Nevada game was the only one that they probably were a little bit more beaten yeah. in, even though that one was up for grabs, you know, closing too. So Boise might be two and three, but it could also be very easily a five yeah. and oh uh, with a lot of good wins on it. So Oklahoma State going into Boise with that win probably pretty good you know they they sort of I think it confuses everybody because it's not an Oklahoma State yeah, team like we've seen Cert- certainly not uh like we've seen with uh you know Gundy in the past so you know maybe they're a little bit better than we thought they keep finding ways to win you know it's very similar to Oklahoma yeah. they keep finding ways to win but it's not pretty it's not pretty but uh they found ways to win Texas on the other hand uh, they do seem to look pretty, yeah. uh, but the one time they got punched in the mouth versus Arkansas, uh, they got they dropped really really quick. Well, so turnovers cost. Yes, uh, you know, so I, I don't quite know where to rate Texas. You know, probably I, I lean right now probably Texas from what I've seen. They yeah. look really really explosive. We'll see this week, but uh, sort of an interesting race in the Big 12 mm-hmm. here. I, I guess Iowa State is still lingering. Theoretically, they still have all those players that we thought uh, were supposed to challenge for the Big 12. Uh, but uh, we'll see if they can find uh, some sort of uh, rhythm on this season as well. All right, so uh, we'll move on to the big game in the Midwest. Cincinnati went down to Notre Dame. I, I started to lean towards this one. Uh, you know, on Friday, the more and more I thought about uh, Cincinnati having that bye week, I thought it was really important coming off that, uh, you know, per, for poor for poor performance versus Indiana. There we go. We got it out of there. Yep. Uh, and uh, I thought they looked really, really good here. Notre Dame's offense just well, wasn't there to play. Well, the difference in this game was one team had Ritter. Yeah. And one team couldn't find any kind of answer at quarterback, mm-hmm. whether it was Pine, uh, just whoever, Notre Dame just didn't have enough consistency at the quarterback position to produce any kind of offense. I think they, uh, they barely had double digit passes completed in this yeah. game uh, and it just really struggled offensively. Their defense was good, but you know, I, th- I think Ritter's really underrated as a quarterback yeah, he's, and what he does at Cincinnati. It, it's not, uh, it's not like uh, shocking, uh, but it, it's, it's a little, he's a little Andy Dalton, like at uh, TCU, it's not always the, you know, prettiest, but uh, he does seem to be effective. He does uh, complete really good passes, has decent poise. Mm-hmm. Even you saw that in the Indiana game, he was playing really, really poorly. Uh, you know, he sort of regrouped, found his way, led them to a victory there. Uh this they just sort of got out and uh, got on top of Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame couldn't find an explosive play either. The running back Williams had hit a couple of those in uh, the previous games and mm-hmm. given a little bit of uh, momentum. Couldn't find that in this game, and the offense just wasn't really there. The defense kept them in the game, but uh, really I don't know if they were ever truly in this game if you watched it. Uh, so Notre Dame goes down. Interesting game for Notre Dame this week. Yep. Cincinnati gets uh, past the the two that we thought in preseason in Indiana and Notre Dame, uh, you know, uh, they really have to start rooting for, uh, you know, Notre Dame to finish out strong because that Indiana win isn't going to hold any water, even if, you know, by the end of the season, we don't remember that they probably should have lost that game. Uh, But uh, it's not going to hold anything uh, because Indiana is so poor this year. But uh, I I guess, uh, you know, if Notre Dame can keep winning, that looks pretty good. I, I don't know if they're a lock uh, for the conference quite yet. Uh, Houston's coming on a little bit here. Central Florida's dropped off due to Dylan Gabriel, uh, but uh, Snoo in there uh, yeah. has looked pretty good. So uh, it, it's a pretty interesting conference. We'll see if Cincinnati can ride through that because I, I do think uh, there are some tough games for them in the conference as well. You know, I, I think everybody thought they beat Indiana, they beat Notre Dame, pencil them in. But uh, I, I think they'll have a, a couple tough ones here in conference too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's some good teams there. All right. Uh, Michigan went to Wisconsin. Impressive uh, this was probably the best I'd seen Michigan play yep. in quite a while. Uh, Wisconsin uh, continues to be garbage. Uh, Mertz finally uh, was no longer there by the second half. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness from uh, watching that. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, 
easily the best I'd see Michigan play. Defense was on point like it's been all year, and uh, even the offense had a, a little bit more balance, I, I thought, than it has uh, coming into it. They were able to pass the ball pretty well, hit some big plays, uh, and then uh, was able to continue with that running game, pounding it away. But uh, Wisconsin, uh, I think this is more attested to make them. They are not a very good football team this year. Yeah, but a big statement win for Michigan. You know, Anytime you can go in there and win a game. Yeah, and a lot of people I think have been sleeping on this year so far. You know, Ohio State, everybody focused on them. They lost, but they're still talking about them. And then you got the other big boys, Penn State and Iowa, everybody's talking about. But don't forget, Michigan's 5-0 and right there. And um, and they're, they seem to be clicking at, at all the different facets of the game. You know, they uh, they showed against Wisconsin they could throw the ball. They've shown against some other teams that they can run the ball really well. And their defense is stepping up. So um, this might be the most complete Michigan team Harbaugh's had since he's been there. Maybe they can turn things around and win the Big Ten this year. Yeah, definitely so. All right, uh, we'll move to the most overrated team coming in to the uh, college football yeah. season. And they continue to prove that. Uh, Texas A&M was at home. And they lost to Mississippi State 26-22. Uh, it, it was a pretty close game throughout, but uh, I thought Mississippi State pretty much was in control the mm -hmm. whole game. Uh, they pretty much looked like they could dump their little short passing game yep. on them all the way down. Uh, you know, once again, Texas A&M's uh, quarterback play was poor. Uh, they ran the ball pretty solidly, but uh, I just thought Mississippi State probably was the better team here. Yeah, I, I don't know how many times uh, people have to watch – uh, Mississippi State play and 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 just all these dump off passes and and just give it to them because uh, that's how they get these big wins is just those easy plays they don't have to think about it too hard they just keep dinking and dunking all the way down the field they were I, able to get some touchdowns too <laughs> well, well yeah they get they get towards I mean but you know if you're getting five to eight yards every yeah. play you're gonna you're gonna score points and it wasn't a huge scoring game they no. only scored twenty six points but at some point you've got to come up and put a stop to that and, and make them beat you over the top, make the quarterback make the throws. But if you give him the easy stuff, he's going to take it all day long. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I, I think this Mississippi state team's pretty solid, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but just a couple uh, tough losses, yeah. but nothing major. And they could have won yeah. uh, both. They were in games, position to win so, both of them. Uh, Texas A&M, I continue to be disappointed both uh, offensively and defensively, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they can try to blame it as much as they want on that quarterback, but that quarterback was like a five-star prospect. He was actually favored to get the job in the preseason. So I don't totally want to hear that. Uh, but it, it's not only that, I don't think their defense has lived up to the standard we were hearing about, the, you know, in the uh, preseason where they were going to shut everybody down. They were as good as Georgia. They were as good as uh, Alabama. Uh, that hasn't proved to the case to be either. They have a okay defensive line, but uh, they have not shown that they can uh, really uh, hang with any of the uh, top teams in the yeah. SEC. I think they're probably going to get embarrassed again this week. Uh, we weren't getting the 14 and a half again for Alabama this week. Uh, sadly, I was sort of hoping that number would be in there, but uh, didn't come this week. AM continues to disappoint Mississippi State. Uh, another solid win. Uh, next up, Arizona State went to UCLA. We talked about in the, our, our preview that UCLA had a really hard, uh, you know, regular season schedule, yeah. uh, and, and it just keeps coming. And uh, they they got the lottery Arizona State team that came in and played yeah. like uh, the players that they have. So uh, tough game for UCLA. Arizona State's defense showed up, which it hadn't all season long, and then their offense uh, really uh, was efficient, which it had not been all season long. So uh, sort of tough luck there. You hit the Arizona State lottery and get yeah. a good version of them, and uh, you go down. But uh, Good win by Arizona State. They are now just four and one with the only uh, loss being that BYU. Uh, maybe some people want to start giving some love to BYU because BYU? No. Uh, they got two wins now versus Utah and Arizona State, and they play beat Boise State coming up this week. But uh, what'd you make of this game? I guess it gives Arizona State a little bit of a leg up in that Pac-12 South. Yeah, you know, I thought UCLA had gotten over the hump uh, from that first first loss that they had and, and figured things out, but just defensively they weren't. They weren't ready for Arizona State. And it's like you said, Arizona State, one week they're clicking, one week they're not. This happened to be a week they were clicking really good. And when this offense is clicking, they're hard to stop. Yeah. Um, who do you make in the Pac-12 South as favorites? Uh, UCLA, uh, you know, this doesn't – this counts as a conference loss, but they're all little losses to Fresno, so it's not a conference loss. 
I, you still have Utah hovering in there. We could probably cross out uh, USC, uh, Arizona State, now 2-0 and in the conference. Do you make them favorites, or are you just waiting for them to go to Arizona and lose a game or go up to Washington State and lose a game? I, I don't trust the Arizona State team. Like, it, it probably depends. It on would their, probably be Colorado, actually. I, I'd, have to, I'd have to look at their uh, cross-divisional mm-hmm. place uh, to remember mm-hmm. who they're playing, but I, I just – there's no way this Arizona State team runs the table now. Uh, do they drop two? I don't know. It's it's going to be close. Um, that you know that at Washington stuff, yes. and, then, and then at Oregon State, they might just stay up north. Uh, they, I don't know if they'll go back down to Arizona State between those two games. But those are two plus tough uh, road matchups yeah. towards the end of the season. And those teams uh, they get their kicks out of ruining people's yeah. years, especially the Beavers at Oregon State. Uh, so I don't count UCLA out yet. Uh, I think they've got the best coach in the Pac-12. Uh, you know, he rallied him once after a loss. Can he do it again? I think so, but they're going to have to run a clean slate to be there for the conference. Yeah, definitely so. All right, so that was our week five recap and review of our games in the week. Let's get into our picks uh, for week five. Uh, I had a seven and six week uh, overall, so my first uh, winning week on the season. We're starting to get on track. We went six and six the week before. Seven and six this week. Uh, what could go wrong? I'm making picks on Wednesday. So uh, anyway, I had that Arkansas Georgia under that hit pretty easy in yep. that one. Uh, I will no longer be taking Wisconsin in any level of thing until college basketball starts up. Uh, so Wisconsin on the blacklist from now on. Uh, Eastern Michigan, Northern Illinois. Uh, Eastern Michigan let me down in both ways. Did not score and uh, did not win that game. So uh, a double ale there. Uh, Cincinnati got the win on that one. Our head-to-head matchup of Mac. Uh, Titans, Miami of Ohio, Central Michigan. I came away with a winner on that one. Yep. Uh, Ohio State records. I think we both thought uh, Ohio State was going to put it on them. Yeah. And uh, Ohio State did put it on them. Uh, Alabama Old Miss, you mentioned it, the under uh, 80 uh, was a winner. Uh, Arkansas State went to Georgia Southern. Apparently their players were not drinking on top of a bus before the game in this one and were able to get the win. So uh, Arkansas State, disappointing. Bad defense. Yeah, especially bad defensively. Uh, UAB, uh, very bad second half. 3-3 going into halftime. I thought we were in Cruz uh, UAB ugly game mode. And then uh, Liberty came out and uh, finally uh, sort of uh, showed the offense that uh, we've been waiting for all season long. UTEP minus five and a half versus ODU was a winner. Uh, Oregon State minus two versus Washington was a winner. And uh, we mentioned it, LSU minus three versus Auburn uh, was quite, quite disappointing. Uh, LSU, uh, no run game whatsoever in that one. And uh, somehow Bo Nix finally played a good football game. Uh, I think that's his first one of his career. So uh, nothing like uh, playing 40 college football games and having one good one. Uh, meanwhile, you had a tough week overall, yep. six, eight, and one. Uh, you also got burned on that UAB Liberty one. That was a loss. Old Miss Alabama, we mentioned on the uh, under of 79 on that one. Kansas State plus 10 and a half versus Oklahoma was a good one. Uh, Georgia Tech plus three and a half versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Georgia Tech uh, did not come to play. Uh, fun team to try to figure out uh, when they're uh, going to play and yeah. uh, when they're not going to play because when they don't play, uh, it does not look good. So uh, that one, we mentioned Central Michigan plus one lost to Miami of Ohio. South Carolina got the win versus Troy on the minus seven. Barely, uh, barely so. Wake Forest minus seven versus Louisville. Didn't quite uh, cover that one, <sighs> even though uh, I thought Wake Forest pretty much dominated yep. that game all the way through. Uh, Louisville, probably an annoying team to have around there uh, when your spreads hover around that mark, because I think they're always going to score points there yep. late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Texas minus five versus TCU. Got that uh, struggling push and uh, the five and a half. You got a one, caught you a tough parlay. Yeah. I know that was annoying. Arizona State, UCLA, over 54 and a half, got that a winner. Uh, Boston College, plus 15 and a half, got that winner. Uh, Clemson continues to be the uh, easy uh, covering if they're getting uh, 10 points or more, uh, take the other team. Uh, Western Kentucky, plus 10 and a half, did not quite have the juice to go into Michigan State this week. Uh, Fresno State, 10 and a half versus Hawaii, Uh, not a clean game for Fresno State. That's two in a row. Uh, 
I, I don't know if the pressure is getting to them or what, but uh, if you are playing UNLV and Hawaii, to Hawaii yeah. it's starting to make me a little nervous. Uh, Oklahoma State minus three and a half first. Baylor was a winner. A win against yeah. a good Baylor team that and was, everyone was starting yeah. to hop on. I, that, that Baylor team looked pretty good. I don't know why they look good, but uh, they do. So maybe uh, Baylor throws their name in that Big 12 hat too. So uh, they played pretty solid in that game, but Oklahoma State once again comes out with a winner. Uh, they did score points in the uh, fourth quarter in that one. So <laughs> Oklahoma State uh, at least did not get shut out in the second half uh, again. Purdue versus Minnesota. That was uh, a loss there. Purdue uh, not looking clean ever since that running back went out. That offense has yeah. sort of died a little bit. Uh, haven't quite uh, – I don't think either of us have made our adjustment because I don't think we thought the running back factored – all that much, but uh, apparently he apparently does. does. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, Arkansas plus 18 Oof. and a half first Georgia. Uh, once that was 21, nothing. The only hope was Georgia might uh, pack it in for the day and uh, you get a token score for Arkansas late, but uh, no way in that one. All right. So let's get into week six and let's get into our previews and the game of week. Uh, Pretty light slate. Uh, yep. Not a lot of big games. Uh, a few really good ones. So if you're looking to do something with your wife, I would suggest this be the week you go and do something with your wife. Because uh, I don't think you're missing too much of really top-tier games this week. So uh, at least not in my eyes. Now, there are some subdivision games that you uh, might want to tune into. Uh, North Dakota State, Northern Iowa, James Madison, Villanova, if you are really into the football thing. But uh, we might have some picks on Saturday for winning daily for the subdivision games. Uh, anyway, let's get into week six here. Let's start out with the big one, Oklahoma versus Texas here. We mentioned who we thought were Big 12 favorites. I'm really liking the way Texas is looking here. I haven't loved the way Oklahoma looks, but uh, that would be that maneuver. You finally start to trust Texas, and Oklahoma finally gets a blowout that uh, we, I think we've been waiting for all season for. What do you make of this Oklahoma-Texas game? Here? Well, you know, the way Oklahoma's been playing in ugly games, I think they're going to want to make this another ugly game. Uh, Texas has proven that they're multidimensional offensively. They've got a solid run game. They've got a solid passing game. Uh, but Oklahoma, I think, is a little more talented defensively. You know, Texas, they went up against Texas Tech. Yeah, they scored 70, but they allowed 35. Uh, gave up a good bit to TCU this past week as well. So um, I think if this game's ugly, Oklahoma could be right there. And um, But I, I, I just don't know. If, if Texas gets rolling offensively, I think it could be a blowout yeah. in their favor. I, I'm curious how you think this game is going to go. But previous years, it's been all shootout, uh, yeah. you know. And really, uh, if you watch Oklahoma play this year, they haven't been in any shootouts, which is really, really weird. Uh, so does this game well, go back into that sort of shootout, or does it play out how Oklahoma's played this, uh, you know, sort of 20s, 30s uh, type game here? Uh, or does it go into the way Texas, who was – really sort of been uh, back and forth uh, all season long in shootouts other than that Arkansas game. So uh, how do you think this game goes? Number sits at 63 and a half. That sort of tells me the odds makers don't know because in the years past, this thing's been one of those that's in the 68s, 70s. Yeah. I think there was a 72 or 73 in there uh, a couple of years ago. So uh, how do you think well, this think, game's going to play? I out? think that comes from the lack of production on Oklahoma's offense. Now, Oklahoma, I bet they've watched the film from that Texas-Arkansas game about 100 times this past week because that's how they're going to want to make this game. They're going to want to control the tempo. They're not going to want Texas to come out and get the big plays. I think if they make Texas grind it out, they can keep it close. Um, but honestly, I you know, while they're undefeated, I I I think Texas should be favored here. I I think uh, I think they, I I don't know. Oklahoma's got a big win against yeah. K State. I just haven't been impressed by them. And you know, just I test. I like Texas better. Yeah, I, I don't have a pick in this game. Maybe I'll talk myself into it because uh, I, I just don't want to take Texas and then by two in the afternoon, they're losing 35 to three. And I'm like, why did I trust this Texas team every time they play a big game? Uh, they lose. They have wins over TCU and Texas Tech. And I'm telling myself they're a great team uh, when three weeks before that they went to Arkansas and basically just got punched in the mouth and had nothing. So I am leaning Texas. I do think Texas is probably the better team here, but uh, I haven't quite talked myself into 
quite right in that uh, three and a half number, though. I, I sort of like that three and a half on the, that one. All right, let's move on to Arkansas Old Miss. Uh, both teams coming off uh, disappointing losses here. I think this game will be who can bounce back off that disappointing yeah. loss. And uh, really, I, I, I know we differ a little bit in this, but uh, I, I sort of like Arkansas's back, back, bounce back potential here. I, I think they just will wipe that game off, go back to what they do. Now, once again, uh, they have to get out in front. Uh, they can't get behind too many touchdowns here, but uh, I, I was concerned with Ole Miss offense versus that Alabama defense. I, I, they seem to get pushed around a little bit, and that's what Arkansas does. So I'm curious if Arkansas, both offensively and defensively, can push them around and, and we get sort of a game played in the 20s here. Well, see, I, I'm opposite you. I actually think the bounce back potential is greater for Ole Miss. Uh, I think they've got the best quarterback in the, in the SEC. And uh, I think that offense is going to produce uh, against this Arkansas team. And, you know, we saw it against Georgia. Ole Miss gets up two touchdowns. It's over. Arkansas is not coming back on anybody. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, this over-under sits at 65. I thought that was a little bit high from what I saw, you know, last week. Yeah. And really, from what I've seen from Ole Miss all year long. They, they've been a good offensive team, but they, they have not played those games like they played in the previous, you know, three or four years. Uh, where they're playing 50s and 60s, uh, you know, their defense is improved. I mean, it's not good, uh, but uh, it, it's not uh, Missouri-style giving up a 70-yard play every time somebody touches the ball. Uh, it has been able to uh, sort of slow teams down a little bit. Uh, so I thought that number might be a little high, and that's where I thought maybe Arkansas can hang with them, play it in the 20s. I don't know if they can get the win here, but uh, I, I did think that six and a half, you know, sort of uh, was a uh, a little bit high, but you mentioned it. If Ole Miss uh, gets on top of them, uh, certainly uh, Arkansas's had a, a tough road here. AM, Georgia, now Ole Miss. That's a that's a hell of a three game stretch there. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Georgia goes to Auburn. Uh, maybe the best offense they've played. Maybe the best offense they've played. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know quite what that's saying, but uh, you know we didn't preview it. But Auburn coming off the uh, big win, first time they won in LSU in. Uh, like 22 years. Yeah, I think it was uh, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, big win there. Bo Nix coming off the uh, best game of his life. Does that continue here? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know what to make of Auburn. I haven't yeah. liked the way they've played, but then that was a big-time win going into LSU, even if LSU was not that good a team. I mean, they've had not that good of teams uh, for the last 22 years, and still Auburn hasn't been able to manage to go in there and win. So I do give them credit here. It is in Auburn. Uh, does Auburn have any chance versus Georgia team? Uh, maybe. <laughs> if Bo Nix remains good. Well, they, they live and die by Bo Nix. And, you know, last week he just – he he was a winner. He looked like a good quarterback. And he got the win. And But it, they've been this way for three years. Yeah. They can win big games and they can lose big games. Uh, so I think if good Bo Nix shows up, this could be a little closer than Georgia likes, but I, I don't know if they cover that 10, but I think Georgia's going to come out with a win. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it. Uh, Georgia has to get re-up for this one after a big Arkansas mm -hmm. game. Now they have to go to Auburn. You know, maybe there's a little bit of a letdown early. I, I just – I think that defense is a little bit too good for Auburn to really uh, put any uh, trouble on them, uh, you know. But uh, Auburn maybe surprised me again. I, I just – I don't have a good read on what Auburn is this year. I didn't think they looked great in that Penn State game uh, when Penn State was asking to lose that game and they couldn't take advantage of that. Uh, you mentioned some of the other Auburn games where they've uh, been close with uh, lower tier teams that they probably should have run off the floor. And uh, Georgia's pretty much run off the floor with everybody but Clemson. And uh, essentially they shut Clemson out. Uh, yeah. Not as hard as it has been, but still always hard to shut out a team uh, with that level of uh, players on it. All right. Uh, next up, the big one in yeah. the Big Ten. Penn State goes to Iowa. Biggest uh, game of the week. Biggest game of the week. So uh, this one sits at 42 and a half. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring here. I'm guessing Iowa doesn't open up with about 30 passes to start the first half here. Uh, Penn State, this is probably the first real true road game of the year. Uh, always tough to go into Iowa. What do you make of this one? Yeah, this is uh, – I'm, I'm having a really hard time. I've been back and forth uh, both ways on this. 
I think if the line were to go over that three in either direction, I may I may have to lean one way. Uh, but honestly, Iowa really impressed me last week offensively. And if they come out with that aggressive play style and manage to not, you know, have some quick three and outs, if they can score that big play early and jump on Penn State, I, th- I, I like Iowa to hang on. Uh, but, you know, Penn State, they're very – <laughs> heck both these teams are very blue collar yeah so like you said that under is probably looking pretty sweet uh but i'm really just looking forward to a great football game i i don't think i'm going to have a play on this one yeah you know i originally had put the two and a half for penn state down and then i just started thinking and looking at stuff and i'm like that's not enough points you know i, I want a little more i you mentioned it up to three i i think i'd want it even up to probably about four or so uh, just because I haven't seen Penn State on the road. Iowa has been ridiculous at create, causing turnovers. Now, I know, you know, theoretically, that's not sustainable. That's not something you should factor in, but it might be sustainable for this year. And then next year uh, is when they can't force as many turnovers. And, uh, you know, I, I still don't totally trust that Penn State quarterback. He's a little bit turnover prone. He has, so is he going to Give Iowa those turnovers. If he does that, I don't know if this Penn State defense, uh, you know, can sort of stand up to it like it did in that Wisconsin game uh, where, you know, the Penn State offense just couldn't get going. And uh, that Penn State defense was on the field for, I I think, you know, two-thirds of the game. Now, they didn't allow a touchdown, but I don't know if they can do that versus Iowa team. You know, we've seen that Wisconsin team really, really poor on offense. This Iowa team is not pretty on offense, but if you give them turnovers and the ball that much, they're going to score points. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I still think I lean Penn State really because I like that running back. I think their defense is a little bit underrated. Nobody, I don't think people are paying attention because they don't have the, you know, turnovers that uh, Iowa plays, but I think they're really, really hard to play. Very sort of James Franklin type team, uh, but that probably concerns me a little bit too going <laughs> in here. Uh, I don't want to watch as uh, he's trying to close out some sort of game and does some bad time mismanagement. Uh, so, you know, two and a half wasn't quite enough for me here yet. Uh, but I do lean Penn State, but, uh, you know, uh, I think this Iowa football team really uh, showed me something last week with the ability to throw that passing game out there. Yep. All right. Uh, this one I'm really, really intrigued with here. Uh, Notre Dame goes to Virginia Tech coming off their first loss of the season. Uh, Virginia Tech uh, sort of coming off their first loss. They had Richmond and then a bye. So they've sort of had uh, – two weeks to prepare for this game, which, uh, you know, really, really makes me want to take Virginia Tech yeah. in that plus one. I stared at it very hard. That might work its way in there, uh, you know, later in the week here. Uh, this one's not on my list mm-hmm. yet, but I, I'm like you. I'm leaning Virginia Tech. Yeah. You know, I watched them play defense in that opener against North Carolina, and this is a Notre Dame team that's already struggling to find an offense, and uh, I think it's going to be really hard to go on to probably one of the most hostile road environments yes. in the country. And, you know, the big letdown where they, they lose their perfect season last week, are the guys going to be up for a big night game in, in, um, in Blacksburg? So I, I like Virginia Tech here. And, and, you know, depending on where the betters come, you might even get more, more value than the plus one. Yeah, that's what I'm sort of hoping maybe people start to push towards Notre Dame here. you got a night game in Blacksburg. Yeah. Uh, you know, Notre Dame coming off a loss. Very poor offense. Even if you look at that Virginia Tech loss to West Virginia, uh, that second half, the defense shut down West Virginia. It was all those first half points, you know, that stupid play at the start of the opening play of the game where they ran that little trick play, that wide receiver pass, and then, you know, a a couple poor turnovers there. West Virginia got up on them. But then in that second half, uh, West Virginia didn't do anything. Virginia Tech made their push. And you could probably even say they probably should have scored that last touchdown and come away with a win there, but they did not. Uh, so they have a loss here, but uh, you know, a couple of things are factoring in there. I mentioned they sort of were on a two week bye. Now Richmond is, you know, a, a pretty good subdivision team. So you can't take them too lightly. I believe Virginia Tech has lost to them once or twice before. Uh, so, you know, but they had had that week then a bye week last week coming into this. I just, I don't know if Notre Dame's offense can sustain once again here, and we'll see if uh, Virginia Tech sort of uh, doesn't have such a slow start like they did versus West Virginia. I don't think they will in Blacksburg, but uh, really interesting game. I really stared at that one. Uh, I don't know if I can quite make myself take it because I, I do think Notre Dame probably has better talent 
but I think Virginia Tech might be the better team here. All right, uh, this one, interesting here. Yeah. LSU goes to Kentucky. Kentucky coming off the big win versus Florida. They are 5-0. and uh, It is not a pretty 5-0, and yeah. but it is 5-0 and here. LSU coming off a bad loss at home to Auburn. Uh, what do you make of this matchup here? I, I, I'm riding for LSU once again. Well, but uh, I'm very, very nervous here. Well, I'm, I'm going to get upset at myself because I'm really talking myself into LSU. Here yes, I know. Because they're getting three and a half. Well, they're getting three and a half. And you know what I'm feeling? You know, Kentucky, they get these big wins yes. every now and then, like they did last week. And they've had Florida circled this whole year. And I think there could be a really, really big potential for a letdown game here. Uh, I think they may be getting a little too confident. Uh, I don't think talent-wise they still match up with the best in the SEC. Yes. Uh, I think uh, I, I think they got a, a, some big breaks go their way against Florida, which you know the break you got to get the breaks sometimes. But I don't know if they can get a back-to-back over Florida and LSU and LSU getting points. I'm, I may end up adding them to my list. Yeah, I, I think that's where I, I sort of I think that key number it's above that. It's three and a half. Uh, you know, I, I think. I wouldn't be and, stunned if Kentucky could win it, but I don't think they can yeah. win it by this is this could screaming be, field goal game in the closing minutes. Here. You know, 14, 13, yes. 17, 14, 21, you know, 20. It's going to be right in that range because Kentucky's not going to win a game big. Yeah. They're not going to come in and blow out LSU. No. So getting the three and a half with a talented team like the Tigers, uh, yeah. That's the only thing that concerns me about this game is how much will is left in this LSU team. I, I thought I saw some spark in that Mississippi State game, and then I watched that Auburn game, yeah. and there was no spark. Now, some of that might be uh, because they couldn't run the ball a half yard the whole game. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't think that defense was great, especially to close out that game. You know, LSU was up, and they let Auburn come in, get a couple plays in there, and just lost that one. In LSU, now they're traveling to Kentucky. I just think that number is a little off overreaction to Kentucky beating Florida. You know, I, while Florida, I think we think is a good team. I, I don't think it's some team that, you know, it was shocking that Kentucky beat them. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like, oh, my God, you, you know, Steve Spurrier in Florida went in there and uh, lost to Kentucky or Urban Meyer in Florida went in there and lost to Kentucky. This is a Florida team that's probably better than Kentucky, but the margin is more here than like here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I just think uh, this number is a little bit inflated, even if uh, LSU has not looked good coming off uh, last week. Next up, Michigan goes to Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska found some offense last week uh, versus Northwestern. Uh, that was a tough one for me in my uh, money line upset specials. I, I thought Northwestern might come around and instead they've somehow gotten worse after their bye week uh, than better. Uh, Nebraska scored 59 points in that one. Defense continues to play well, seven. Uh, Michigan probably played their best game of the season last week, going to Cornhuskers. What do you think of this one? Uh, I, I like Michigan. I don't think Michigan screws this up. I, I think I'm, I'm shocked that there it's only three and a half points. I thought it was awfully, awfully low for an undefeated big 10 team, you know, against a, a Nebraska team that honestly were surprised they're three and three. We, we think mm -hmm. this team should have one or two more losses on their belt. So actually this Nebraska team's playing better, but uh, no, I like Michigan here. I, I think they, they may, drop one or two later in the year, but it's not going to be the Nebraska. Well, guess what? I'm re-in love with Nebraska again. I have fallen back in love with Scott Frost and Nebraska. They hooked me back in with their 59-point uh, win this uh, week. I really like Nebraska here sitting on this one. I, I think it's a tricky place for Michigan to go into. I think uh, Nebraska will be fired up for this game. And uh, I, I think maybe they found a little bit of offense here, uh, but uh, I do think this game might be a little bit more defensive than we think too, because uh, Nebraska's defense has played really well all yeah. year long. Michigan's defense has been pretty solid. So I'm really interested to see how this game plays out. And if Nebraska may have found, you know, a little bit of something, they probably should have won that Michigan State game. 
don't punt to the guy. I'll get over that because uh, I did end up getting the spread cover. Still annoying. If they don't punt to him, they get a win. I got a nice upset special. But I'm really curious uh, about this game and if Michigan can continue to impress after uh, a good win in Wisconsin or we have a little bit of letdown I, on back-to-back. -back I'm, I'm still here. surprised with the lack of uh, uh, just – chatter about Michigan. I think they're getting a little disrespect from the, the hardball years where they've just continued to be let down after let down after let down. Uh, but I, I think this is the best team he's had, and I think they're going to go in Nebraska and impress them. Yeah, well, I think everybody's just waiting till Ohio State has 60 <laughs> on them, and <laughs> they get embarrassed again. Uh, but uh, I, I'm really curious about this game. Just interested to see how it plays out and uh, sort of uh, – interesting game and lastly we got alabama at texas a&m boy did cbs boy, this... was excited about this yeah. game and then uh there's not much to be excited about this, here this game was one we circled in our preseason shows a long time ago yeah. and it's uh, lost a little bit of its luster here as uh as AM has just disappointed on both offensive side and defensive side sadly of the ball. they cannot move off that big eight o'clock CBS doubleheader spot in prime time because uh, I think this one probably is over pretty quickly here. Uh, I, I see zero chance Texas A&M's offense uh, finally discovers something well, versus Alabama defense. Uh, maybe there is a slight hope that the A&M defense can sort of slow Alabama down, but uh, from what I've gathered, there is no way A&M scoring on Bama here. No, and actually, I'm I'm tempted to take Bama on the even you know minus the seventeen and a half because, but it depends on how early Bama yeah. puts the brakes on. We've seen it twice this year. They've put the brakes on teams that they've had beat early. Um, but I, I I guess it really depends on how much respect Saban has uh, for uh, Jimbo Fisher. Yes, this is one where he could just embarrass him on national TV and uh, and win by forty here because Alabama should be able to do whatever they want. Yeah, uh, I I was and I was I, very hoping this was coming in at the fourteen and a half. They'd been laying on Bama all year long, and then I saw seventeen and a half, and it's just enough of a little tweak where you're like. Bama's going to get up 30 nothing, give up two touchdowns, and game will be over. I, one, one thing, I, you know, if you can find the prop, I think Bama gets a defensive or special teams touchdown. In this oh, game. I think so for sure uh, with the, the way that quarterback is, is going to be under pressure and how loose he is with the football. Uh, I, I do think uh, Saban might tweak uh, Jimbo here. So I'm not totally scared off that 17-and-a-half-point number. I think he might put it on him a little bit here, yeah. uh, just to sort of tweak this A and M team and uh, have them fall to three and three. So uh, those are our games that we we mentioned. It was a light week, but uh, I got a handful of picks here. So yep. uh, we'll go into our picks this week. Uh, how many picks you got? I've got eleven. Twelve picks for me. Yep. So uh, we're about on the same wavelength here. Uh, why don't you start us off? Uh, I'll start us off with one that really was tugging at my heartstrings here because I, I like I've liked both of these teams uh, in picks all year. Uh, is the UTSA uh, at Western Kentucky game? You know, Western Kentucky. I I had them as my big upset pick last week. I thought they'd go into Michigan State and take down a big team. Couldn't quite do it, but I really like this Roadrunners team. Yeah, uh, and and getting three and a half. I think uh, between two teams that I like, I'm going to take the three and a half. I'm going to go with the road, the road team and the road runners. Yeah, I think this game's an interesting game. We'll see if the road runners can get another uh, tough road win. They went into Memphis, yeah. got a, a win there. Uh, now going uh, into Hilltopper land, trying to get a win there. Uh, you know, uh, I'll be interested to see what Western Kentucky's offense yes. can do against. Uh, probably a weak San Antonio, San Antonio uh, defense. So. I did stare at this over uh, yeah. a little bit here. I think it's what, high 60s right yes, now? Yes, it was a little bit. I thought it might be one of those that hit 70. It didn't hit 70, and I, I started to raise a little bit of an eyebrow, but uh, I, I just I, I don't know quite what Western Kentucky is. There are times they look really, really good, uh, but they've had this habit uh, pretty much all year long of getting behind early, and I, I that just sort of scares me, especially as you start to get later and later in the season mm -hmm. uh where you less and less want to uh, you know start to play football games uh so uh we'll see where ut san antonio get another tough win uh see if they can sort of put themselves in the mix in the aac conference here uh they've played really well they're yeah. undefeated as well mm -hmm. so uh see what they can do uh my first pick uh we're going to continue 
to ride the Ohio State Buckeyes. We're in uh, blowout territory of the uh, Buckeyes schedule here. Uh, they're playing Maryland. Maryland's coming to them. Uh, if Iowa is capable of passing all over, I think Ohio State's capable of passing all over. I'm not scared off that 20 and a half. I think uh, Ohio State puts it on pretty good. Yeah, I think that's a solid mm-hmm. pick. Uh, Ohio State, they're still taking mm-hmm. out some frustration yes. after that upset to uh, Oregon. And their offense is among the best in the yes. country. So they're going to put all over this terrible Maryland mm-hmm. defense. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, what do you got up next? Uh, next up? I'm going to ride this team one last time. All right. Uh, maybe more if they get me a win this week. Uh, but I've taken them a lot, and they keep letting me down. Uh, Georgia Tech, minus three and a half at Duke. I think uh, I think they'll bounce back. I think they got enough offensively to get some points up against a, a okay Duke team. Uh, Duke's actually been a little better than I thought they were going to be uh, this year, but it's it's still at Duke, and I'm going to take Georgia Tech. Yeah, we'll see half. if Georgia Tech can bounce back. Uh, really disappointing game last <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, uh, that that thing was over in uh, five minutes. That was one of those where you just go, okay, that's a loss. Yep, check. <laughs> and uh, next up for me, uh, we talked about this one. Uh, I'm going to take Arkansas plus the six versus Old Miss in that one. Uh, I'm going to ride that this is a, a little bit tighter of a game yeah. uh, than people think. I, I like the bounce back factor. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out. It's a little further down my list, but yeah. I've got I've got Ole Miss, but I got a m- minus six and a half. So mm. uh, I don't think that'll make a difference for off the six, <laughs> but still under a touchdown. I think uh, I, I you know we pretty much disagree on everything on this game. So yeah, a good head to head matchup. Well, I think if it's in and around the six. I'm probably getting the game I want. And if it's off that six number, you're probably getting the game you want. So I, I don't know how much in play the six, six and a half will go. If it's tight and close, I probably lean towards me. Yeah. And if Ole Miss starts to run away with it, I don't think the six matters. It could be 20 for all that uh, point. All right. Uh, next up, I didn't put this one in, but the stinker of the week, we had an exciting one with Vandy and UConn last week. We got another classic UMass versus UConn this week, a battle of Northwest, Northeast dynasties, not Northwest, Northeast dynasties, UMass getting three and a half. We're riding UMass. I think UMass is a little bit better than people think. Uh, UConn has played better, uh, but they're still losing. But I like UMass getting plus the three and a half in yeah, the stinker of the week. I'm not watching that. Oh, no, you're watching it. You're going to be driving tell, and listening to it on the radio. <laughs> Sirius XM, what channel is the UMass UConn on? <laughs> All right, what do you got next? Uh, next up, I'm going to take Toledo, minus 12 and a half. Uh, I think their offense, uh, minus 12 and a half versus Northern Illinois. It's a good Northern Illinois team, but they've also been very up and down. And I just like the Toledo offense, and I think they're they're looking to get a, a, another good win in that MAC conference. Yeah, uh, I'm going into the Mac as well. And I'm going to take your boys from Central Michigan this week, minus five and a half versus Ohio. Yes, tough road game, but Ohio has been brutal this year. Uh, got their first win of the season versus Akron, and uh, Akron scored 20 points in that game. So uh, they also have a loss to Duquesne on their schedule. <laughs> Not an elite subdivision team, so I think Central Michigan uh, Not basketball. Yes, uh, bounces back in this one. And uh, – Covers that five and a half versus Ohio. I think Ohio's really, really bad. So for my next team, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a team that you got me uh, onto last week. Uh, UTEP minus two at Southern Miss. Uh, UTEP's playing really scrappy, and this is a terrible Southern Miss team. Yeah, it is. Uh, this should be an interesting one. Uh, I, I didn't quite put UTEP down this week because uh, I don't know if I trust them quite yet on the road, but uh, we'll see how they uh, do road stuff and. And I might jump back on them, uh, but uh, not quite on the UTEP uh, road favorites uh, bandwagon quite yet. Uh, so, but uh, Southern Miss has been atrocious uh, so far this year. Uh, we're staying in the MAC, and uh, we're continuing to ride Miami of Ohio minus one and a half versus Eastern Michigan. Uh, Eastern Michigan just coming off a loss to Northern Illinois. I think Miami of Ohio. Uh, Secretly is kind of one of the teams in the Mac that might uh, yep. make some noise. So I, I really like this team. I, I think that minus one and a half, pretty decent. Uh, this should be well, an offensive game. Well, it, you say that, but, you know, where was Eastern Michigan's offense last yeah, week? I, it, it disappeared. So, uh, and, and Miami of Ohio had a really good week last week. And uh, I, 
Yeah, that's a good thing. Maybe it only scores it when they're on the gray turf up in uh, yeah. Ypsilanti. So uh, anyway, Miami, Ohio, we're going to ride them until they maybe make an adjustment here. Uh, so uh, Miami, all minus one and a half versus Eastern Michigan. Yeah. What do you got? Next up, we already talked about it. I'm thinking Michigan minus three on the road at Nebraska. Oh, all right. And uh, speaking of, I got Nebraska at three and a half. So I got Nebraska, you got Michigan. We got some duelers this week yeah, uh, off a half point. So we might be able to middle this somewhere. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that one, uh, this one probably the three, three and a half might come into a little bit more of a play. Than Maybe you'll get a push and yeah, I'll get a push. Yes. All right. So uh, Nebraska plus three and a half for me. Uh, next up, uh, another stink fest of a, a game but uh people probably don't know that south alabama is four and one <laughs> they're a good team uh one of the they actually rate out as one of the best defenses in the yes country. i know but i'm going with texas state plus three and a the half for south alabama i think south alabama might be a little bit overrated uh Yes, uh, their grades are all very nice, but uh, they haven't played all that tough a schedule. The aforementioned Southern Miss and uh, teams in and around that level of play. Yeah. Texas State has played a lot of good teams. Uh, technically, they do have a, a, a couple poor losses to one subdivision team, Incarnate Word on there, but uh, Incarnate Word, good subdivision team. I think <laughs> you were uh, talking about that game a couple of weeks ago. You were like, why is Texas State only favored by three? And I'm like, hey, Incarnate Word, probably better than they are. But uh, we're going to ride that out anyway. Texas State plus the three and a half. I think this is a pretty tight, uh, close, gross game. But uh, you might have to battle radio space between UMass, UConn, Texas State, South Africa. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we want to keep me awake while I'm driving. <laughs> All right. What do you got next? Uh, I like BYU. BYU minus five uh, at home. I think, uh, you know, Boise State historically struggled a little bit on the road. And this BYU team has really impressed me this year. And I think they're going to come out and beat uh, a, a worse than usual yes. Boise State. So this, this should be an interesting game. Yeah. I'm really interested. Uh, BYU's got about two or three more uh, big games mm -hmm. with this one on their schedule to really ride undefeated. And I, I think if they go undefeated, they have to be in talks to be in there yeah especially with wins over people. arizona state and mm -hmm. uh you know utah i believe they have usc on the schedule i i know that's not you know as impressive but that's three pack 12 teams well, and, and a boise state team on there you can't count against somebody when they schedule you know usc utah mm -hmm. arizona state boise uh just because some of those teams are having down years yeah. it's not the scheduler's yeah. fault and uh and, and they're taking care of business. So I yeah. like them to win by more than a touchdown. Yeah, I, I'm really uh, interested to see if Boise, Boise State can sort of bounce back. Uh, they just, they've had close games yep. and haven't been able to win the close games. So uh, it's just, uh, they haven't been able, I don't know the last time they lost two games at home. Uh, probably like in 89 when they were in an AIA team and there was no blue turf. So uh, interesting to see if they can go on the road, get that win at BYU and BYU keep it up. Next up for me, I'm taking LSU plus the three and a half first Kentucky. We already talked about that. I thought this line was a little bit off. I think uh, Kentucky getting a little bit too much of a bounce yeah. uh, here off that uh, Florida loop. Yeah. Uh, another one we already talked about, I think, uh, are the most fun game to watch this weekend. Uh, I think it should be exciting is uh, Texas, Oklahoma. I like Texas plus three and a half. I think it's going to be another shootout and I just like what Texas has offensively. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't quite have that one in there, but uh, I might talk myself into it uh, by weeks in uh, next up for me, I'm going Utah plus the three versus USC. Uh, this is a little tricky. Utah struggled to go into USC, but I think they're a much better team. Now the only weird thing is how they sort of bounce back. Uh, they did have that bye week uh, after the player was killed. We'll see how they bounce back in this one. Yeah. It's probably, you know, goes one or two ways. It either goes really bad or really good. We'll see how they do. But I think Utah's a, a better team and they probably uh, saw UCLA go down and uh, they probably think they can sort of put it, put a push here for the Pac-12 South. If they get this win, then they probably sit there, especially since Arizona State comes into Utah. So uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I like Utah getting the plus three versus USC. Here. You know, speaking of UCLA, uh, I'm going to take Stanford. This is a fr big Friday night game. I'm, I like Stanford's getting 12 right now on the road at Arizona State. Yeah, we saw a good Arizona State team, but I like this scrappy Stanford team, and I think 
while they might not get the win, I think they're going to keep it under 12. Yeah, I, I think this is also one of those teams that Arizona State uh, really, really struggles with. You know, uh, you know, any team that uh, wants to work hard and play hard, uh, they tend to not like that uh, much. Stanford's in a, a lot of the same style as BYU, not quite as skilled, but uh, I think that 12 is, is really sort of a uh, – a pretty big number. Uh, that's probably a little bit of a bounce from that uh, UCLA. We'll see if Arizona State can put together uh, two good games in a row. Next up for me, Arkansas Old Miss. I'm going to ride that under 66. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. I just don't think this Old Miss team is quite the uh, scoring team, and I know this Arkansas team uh, does not play games into yeah. the 60s. So uh, I, I thought that was a little bit high. Not 80, but uh, 66 uh, seemed a little bit high to me. So uh, under 66 in Arkansas Old Miss. Uh, for my last pick, I'm going to take the over in the Tennessee-South Carolina game. I got it at 53. I think it's already moved a few points. Uh, Tennessee proved that they're, you know, they finally got that hypo offense to show up now. It was against Missouri's non-existent defense. Uh, Cones play better defense than they did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think Tennessee's going to find ways to move the ball against South Carolina. Now, uh, South Carolina struggled a little bit offensively this year, but uh, Tennessee's secondary has proved uh, – uh, susceptible, and I think South Carolina is going to find enough plays to get this over. Yeah, I, I think that's the only thing I'd, I'd worry about is uh, how many can South Carolina put on there. I, I think Tennessee probably can get in the 30s or 40s, and South Carolina probably get in that teens, 20s uh, to push that over. We'll we'll see how they do. Uh, they haven't really matched up person offense, uh, you know, like uh, Tennessee's all season long. So we'll see what they have. Mm -hmm. uh, next up for me, uh, Virginia Louisville. Uh, this probably a pretty big game in the uh, ACC. Uh, I'm going over 69 and a half. Uh, anyone who's watched uh, Virginia or Louisville play, uh, defense has been optional uh, this yeah, year for both definitely. teams. Uh, so 69 and a half, yes, high, but uh, I think this one probably needs to be in the mid 70s uh, from what I see, uh, especially with the way Louisville tends to uh, pack on points late if they get behind. So yep. even if Virginia gets up on them, uh, I think Louisville will score points late. And if it goes the other way, Louisville gets up on it. I think Virginia closes and gets, you know, points late. So I think that's 69 and a half. While it's a, a big number, I don't think it's big enough for this one. And lastly, Penn State, Iowa, under 41. I think this one's probably played in the 10s to 12s uh, here. So I'm not expected much offense in this one. Yeah, that game's going to come down to a field goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, uh, Missed the missed goal. goal, blocked field goal. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, bad clock management. Uh, Classic Big Ten football. Yes. Uh, all right, <laughs> that's our show for the week. We had both our review and our picks. We'll Good be show. back next week with uh, uh, a two-show week. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. We're coming back with our NFL show uh, in the next couple of days, so you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss which winning daily uh, to make sure we have all our picks on the big Saturday so you don't miss anything. Maybe Texas sneaks in there. Maybe a couple more sneaks in there. You want the upset specials. You want the parlays. Uh, this was the first week I didn't win a parlay. Uh, we're hoping to bounce back uh, this week and see what we do. Be sure to like and subscribe. That's our show, and we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time.